welcome everybody to your favorite Friday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. Yes, I know we normally do it on Wednesday nights, but we decided to do it on Friday night today um, because we had some, you know, personal things that we needed to attend to for our fall selves. And uh, yeah, so tonight we are bringing you aquatic humanoids. Yes, that's right. We're going for sirens. We're going for... Uh, selkies, we're going for mermen and mermaids and kappas. We're going to bring you all to good good tonight. So grab your wooby, your favorite snuggle buddy, and your snake snacks, and settle in for a really good tale on aquatic humanoids. Take it away. Okay. So I would like to start this with the Lake Baikal humanoids. Now, the Lake, the what? The Lake Baikal humanoids. So this lake, this lake is located in the southeastern of Siberia towards Mongolia's border. Now, this lake is one of the planet's oldest and deepest lakes in the world. Like, literally one quarter of the entire Earth's fresh water is in this lake. That's how big it is. Uh, Wait, this the entire lake, Earth? The entire planet's fresh water. One quarter of it is in this lake. Now, to give you an idea hey. of how... Deep Mongolia hogging up all the fresh water. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This lake. <laughs> this is almost one full mile deep at 5,000 feet. They have no, not. You. They have not discovered everything at the bottom of this lake, but they do know that this lake has unique species of plants and animals that aren't found anywhere else on the planet. So this lake already has a lot going for it. And then you have to factor in all of the UFO encounters and all of the local stuff that goes on just in the air before even talking about the creatures beneath the surface. Now, in 1982, now there's there's been sightings that date way way back for this lake like they the people right. who live around this lake there's been folklore and legends galore about the inhabitants of this lake now they they just call them the lake baikal humanoids so they are not necessarily selkies or kappas or uh what have you they are their own thing now, they're described as being human-like in appearance with legs and feet and, you know, not like the uh, the mermaids or mermen that have the tail with the big flipper. These are like two legs, two arms, and they almost have like a jellyfish-style helmet on, like over their heads, as they were described. So they wear now, jellyfish as helmets? No, not they look like hell or they look like jellyfish. Basically, they are tight fitting metallic suits complete with a helmet like apparatus covering their heads. Dang, Mongolia. And, right. And they they swim. <laughs> they they supposedly have high uh, technology. And they say that there is an entire aquatic civilization living under the, the depths of this lake. So, you know, you yeah. know what that reminds me of? You know what that, that sounds like? What's that? I'm sure you know already, but I'm going to say it anyways for the for the other folks that aren't symbiotic like we are. Um, <laughs> Atlantic. Right. It kind of sounds like Atlantis. You know how like they have the theory that Atlantis sunk instead of like sure near. So it's now, like underwater. Kind of... Lake mm -hmm. Baikal has been basically in development and has been a lake for what was it, uh, twenty five million years. So I would say that 
Atlantis probably is not at the bottom of this, but that's not to say that there's not some other civilization. And well, yeah. not to get off on attention about Atlantis, but the uh, the eye of the Sahara is where they're actually saying Atlantis is located now. And that is actually in the northwestern area of uh, Africa, in the middle of the desert, believe it or not. It doesn't so surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. Atlantis was. But if you look at um, like the geographical area, you can actually see where water has actually flown down into Africa and through this eye of the Sahara that, I mean, they've found complete, whole complete um, whale skeletons in the Sahara Desert. So clearly something happened. Also, and we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about like prehistoric whales that are now petrified or, you know, they're fossils. We're talking like actual, like regular whale bones in the desert. So something happened 12,000 years ago and we're getting way off topic with that. But besides <laughs> that, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was the green aquatic men coming out of like the, the freaking, you know, out of the lake and in all of these apparatuses and suits and stuff. And that just, you know, it just made my, my brain, you know, that, that sounds like Atlantis. That's a See, Atlantis here's, here's version where things of Atlantis. Started, here's where things started really getting weird with the whole Lake Baikal thing. So this lake is in Siberia, technically. Uh, it may be on the Mongolian border, but it's still technically Siberia. And in 2009 they started seeing some very interesting phenomenon happen in the middle of winter so they found in the lake they in the lake yes the frozen lake mind okay. you now this lake the surface because it, this is siberia when it gets winter time it freezes no big surprise mm. there mm-hmm what right. is a little shocking is the fact that they found two perfectly like constructed circles broken in the ice. Now they saw these from satellite. So to put that okay. in perspective, these disc shaped cracks that formed in the ice, like I'm, I'm actually looking at the image right now. And these cracks that have developed are literally like a mile wide. Perfect circles. There's one at the far, I think it's the far western side of the lake, and one like smack dab in the middle. Stark. But they are. Vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are. Stargate vibes. Ice cracks. And people have actually gone diving down into this lake um, using, you know, scuba, scuba gear, also using um, those underwater, like the research subs, sub, submarines. Mm -hmm. uh, but like it is so deep that you can actually get the bends going down there. Like when you come back up, like you have to depressurize and everything because the, this lake is so deep. Negative. But these these beings were found not only down at the like towards the bottom where there's no light. These beings mm -hmm. have been also known to come up to the surface and actually steal. Well, I, I say steal. They capsized like little fishing boats and dragged the people down to the bottom. But why? Why though? Well, as we're going to find out tonight, that's a pretty common practice in terms of aquatic humanoids. They all seem to want to go, like, take the land dwellers down to the bottom. Now, in some cases, which we'll what see here in a little bit, they do actually. Like, some of them do it just because <laughs> they think it's funny. Okay. They are just straight up jerks. And in fact, moving on to the moving on to the evil mermaids of Africa, 
They are oh, just okay. straight up evil. Right? Okay, this one I actually got to read. I had I had some time and I got to read it because um, I've been. I, I apologize, Kelly, all of your things that you sent me. You've had a pretty busy couple of days. So. <laughs> I'll have some write some busy days, but I got to read the Mermaids of Africa, and you're right; these guys are buttheads. Like right, keep they are, they are some they are some buttheads. Yeah, they are straight up jerks. Like, and this is not a new like the the African mermaids. They actually have cave paintings. Like people, they people have painted cave paintings about these mermaids. They and not only that, the the tribe, the African tribe uh -huh. that actually made these cave paintings. Well, the you know, descendants of those who made the cave paintings. That tribe, they're, they have myths and legends of these mermaids, but guess what? They're not anywhere near water. Like, so they, they... Okay, all right. <laughs> they're not... They don't live near water. Hold on. So, okay, but wait. All right, hold on a, hold on a second. Hold on a second. These are which ones are we talking? I know we're talking about the. Um, we're talking about the, the African the ones. evil mermaids of Africa. Yeah. Right. Um, now these the African ones I'm seeing are kind of broken into, like, five or six kind of fractions here, kind of like the how the giants are are like broken up into into fractions because you've got the ones that are protectors of the sea, shy, reclusive, you know, only sure. fleeting scene to the vicious, right? And these guys that we're talking about right here are vicious. And but the the ones that I was reading about in Zimbabwe, because there's Zimbabwe mermaids, are not as vicious as the what is it, Mon they're called Mondal? Mondal? Okay. Now, no, what's their story? Hold on. I got those two mixed up. I got those two mixed up. Hold on. I'll get this. Just give me a second. You got the shy ones, I think, are not from Africa. Those are, I think they're referring to the ones that are like, like the Americans talk about most of the time. But the Mondao are portrayed as malicious creatures that enjoy pulling um bathers or swimmers under the waves to their death ha ha i got it right i knew yeah. i'd find it and okay go ahead Sorry. because they're they, they think it's funny or they're you know they they get a kick out of it for whatever reason ha 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 funny we can't breathe underwater jerks uh, <laughs> no we don't have gills ha ha very funny let me go now i'd like to right. breathe but no, um, out oh off of the coast of Africa, now we're talking, this would have been in 2015. Wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was looking at the wrong thing. In 2014, there was actually a ship that went down, the MV Bukoba. It capsized 56 kilometers off the coast of uh, Mwanza. Yeah, Mwanza. And in this shipwreck, a thousand people lost their lives. Well, when the the rescue crews came to try to, you know, investigate the accident, uh, figure out what happened, gather the those who had passed, they were confronted by a mermaid, one of these mermaids that supposedly was actively chasing the divers away. Um, in fact, let's see here. The two men of the terror, or let's see, um, there was a particular story told by rescue divers sifting through the wreckage in the aftermath of the disaster. Some of the divers reported 
reportedly came to the surface, scared out of their wits, claiming that a mermaid was patrolling the wreck and speaking to them underwater now, telling them to stop looking for the dead bodies and threatening violence if they didn't listen. So not only could it communicate with them, which means that it spoke the same language, like which I right. find curious. How exactly do you know the language? That's fascinating. Connect some dots there. No, I like that. That's kind of cool. Right? That that would mean that, that they'd have to come ashore, wouldn't it? I mean, I would think so. Or make friends with yeah. local land dwellers. Yeah. But again, well, I mean, have been. I, see, I almost feel like they're more protectors of the water. Like, you land dwellers don't belong in here. Go back to your land, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't I can know. See it. But. Yeah, the ones from the South African mermaids that um, were not near any, like the people who did the cave paintings and stuff, um, mm -hmm. they were, I think, the ones that um, talked about the mermaids that like, were not anywhere close to them. Like you had to travel like... 20 kilometers away or something like that to to this particular area where there was like waterfalls and it, it wasn't even the ocean it was like waterfalls and creeks and streams and stuff and that's where they were found yeah see i'm looking at the at, at the research we have here that you brought up for um this is a, a different african nation in the same general region um and it says that, and it's it's referring back to the ancient rock paintings of humanoids with fish tails, drawn by the Khoisan people of the region, have been found in one of the most arid areas of the country, in a vast, barren, semi-desert wasteland known as the Karoo. That's pretty cool. But it says that... Even though the, the mermaids remain a mystery as part of their lore, the region did once lie underwater. Ah. But it wasn't like salt water. Yeah, they have things like, um, it's like spring water, pools, uh, water-filled caverns, and it said that's where their mermaids lived. Right, the mountain-dwelling mermaids. <laughs> Yes, I was just about to say that. It's the mountain-dwelling mermaids. I have never in my life heard of mountain-dwelling mermaids. But it uh, seems apparently they're friendly either. <laughs> it's, it seems right? like it should, not, I mean, it should be a thing. It's kind of an oxymoron there. Right, it shouldn't be a thing. But they said that these weren't friendly either. They would lure the travelers into the water in order to drown them again, you know, because haha, -ha, very funny. You right. humans can't breathe underwater. And all very haha, uh, ha, very funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> um and the it says that the creatures uh typically not seen as flesh and blood creatures, but rather a powerful spirit or demon and are greatly revered and feared by the tribes of the area. So that is today. Oh, oh, these are graphic. <laughs> they are not portrayed <laughs> in these cave drawings as very nice people. No. In fact, it looks like one of them has like a knife in its hand or some kind of weapon. Yeah. And and uh, another one seems to have uh, speared some another another creature. They are not friendly. Yeah. No, thank you. Nope. There's nowhere safe. Nowhere safe. If you don't have Bigfoot or the African version of Bigfoot, now you have to look out for mountain-dwelling mermaids. Good now, luck. there are quite a few different types of these aquatic beings. And 
this is by no means a complete list, but these are 10 of the underwater humanoid species. The Adaro. Land me. Okay. And I'm just going to cover their names for now. You've got the Adaro. Okay. Do the The Rusalki. The Yakaruna. The Thin Folk. The Umi, Umi Bozu, which that one's a weird one. Um, the Ipipu, Ipipiara. Uh, Ipa, you can do it. You got this. Ipiara. Here we go. It's too, too many P's. Pa, pa, pa. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Bojano. And then ONS and the manfish. Now that there was another one there, like monkfish and stuff like that, that's been obviously disproven as it being an actual fish. But I do want to talk about the right. umibozu because those. The, are- I, I just want to state that manfish is very direct. This is a man and a fish. Right. Manfish. It's very direct. There's no way you're going to be like, what is that? Oh, honey, that's a man fish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Now- <laughs> For that one, now the man fish. No confusion is- there. <laughs> In 1679, sailors off the coast of Spain pulled a naked man out of the water. They scrambled to give him some food and wine and asked him if he was in a shipwreck, but he couldn't speak. They brought him onto land, where he immediately became sick, so he jumped back in the sea. In another version of that story, though, the fish man was a teenage boy who was ordered to dive for treasure in the ocean and never emerged, so everyone assumed he drowned. Five years later, sailors rescued him from the sea. People in the town recognized him, so they brought him home to his mother's house. He had such a difficult time adjusting back to the life on land that he left to live in the water again. So, writers at the at that time used the story to theorize that humans were able to apt or adapt to any environment, even if it meant growing gills to live in the water. Now that was in Ballad Lerganes Cantabria, Spain. So now that was kind of one off. Well, you bring up Spain, okay? And if you look up mermaid videos or mermaid sightings on YouTube, a lot of them come from Spain and Greece. Now, Greece, I can understand because they are on the water all the time. And I know Spain is too. Uh, But. With Greece, they've got so much cultural history and so much mythology and lore that mm. I I almost feel like that's where everything probably stemmed from to begin with, was from the, yeah. their myths since, you know, the Greeks go back, what, 12,000 years or so, give or take? Yeah, yeah, so, give or take. But yeah, no, that makes sense. But they're, been, now, they're in, really interesting. And in Babylonian mythology, um, Oanes was one of their one of the Babylonian gods, and he was an amphibious god, kind of like a mermaid. But with him, he has he had a long beard, um, but he almost wore like a fish suit, like from the waist down. He had the flipper thing, just like a, a regular merman, but the scales and the skin actually went up his back over his head like like a hoodie it was like a fish head hoodie think of, just imagine that <laughs> and then right I, it's pretty funny and then in between his arms basically from his hands stretching down to his lower back were these like long webbed skin like fish skin with scales that kind of made this weird winged suit kind of thing made out of fish skin or scales. And okay, I know 
like the way you're describing it, and I know this is this is how they described it, but all I'm picturing in my head is this guy wearing an adult onesie that looks like a green flying squirrel, but with a tail. <laughs> have you seen you the did. adult onesies that look like the flying squirrels? You have nailed it. <laughs> that is what yes. it looks like. <laughs> now they say there's a couple different descriptions of him, but they say that he actually had human feet sticking out the bottom, which made him look less like a mythical creature and more like a crazy person. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I am a god. He is before me. I am Ishkan. <laughs> You're a loser. I just see this like little five-year-old running around in his like aquatic flying squirrel onesie going, bow before me, humans. I am your sea god. And then running off, he's got like pixie stick dust all over his face. That's insane. I don't know how anybody took him seriously. But apparently he had some I kind of power that they would think he was a god. Well, Babylonian... Now, look, I've heard of a lot of Babylonian gods before, and they are terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. And then guy. Like, where did he come from? Like, he is right out of left field. It's like the, Babylon the Babylonians just decided, you know what? Everything's just getting a little too frightening. Let's throw in something a little comfortable, a little fun... Ta-da! I'm imagining Will Smith in my head on the red carpet with Jada going, ta-da! <laughs> it's the Babylonian. Here we go. This guy. Here. He's a little kooky, yeah. but, you know. He seems... <laughs> yeah. He, he seems like the crazy dude living up in the hills kind of thing where, like, yeah. don't, everybody just kind of dismisses him. Don't don't worry about him. He's just a, He's just a crazy guy that lives outside of town. Yeah, it's but, fine. We we like to appease him every now and then. And maybe be like, "Yeah, dude, you're totally the sea god. Sure. Oh, yeah. Whatever you're say. Me. You have some leftovers." <laughs> now, <laughs> now the Vojanoi, that one's a weird one. Now, I'm Ooh. gonna try, I'm gonna read the description of him. Okay. Now this is again okay. another one-off creature. Not multiples, not a species, okay. but one off. Now, just this the comes one from the Slavic legends. The Vodianoi was the guardian spirit of water. He's described as a wise old man who has control over every aquatic creature. More like a god, you know, than a crazy dude dressed in a fish suit. Uh, if humans treated the water with respect, they would be rewarded with fish to eat and valuable pearls. Uh, the Vodianoi rode around on a water horse, which was actually a catfish. And in the illustration... <coughs> oh, catfish? I'm sorry, excuse yeah. me. <clears throat> a catfish? A quote-unquote water horse, which... I guess was actually just a catfish. But his body is human like nice. with hands, but he has a head of a frog with a human nose. He has a long beard that drips with algae and slime. Now, the stories say that he could shape shift into a man if he wanted to. In fact, he was said to enjoy human food so much that the ancient people gave him meals as an offering. As a shapeshifter, he could leave the water in order to satisfy his human food cravings. However, anyone could pick a Vojanoi out of the crowd of people because his left butt cheek was constantly dripping water. <laughs> now, tell me something. Randomly specific. You can't make that up. Why the butt cheek, though? Like, I, it doesn't explain anything. Unless this was actually a dude in another weird suit and he had a hole in his left butt cheek. 
that poured water out. I think this is a bunch of people going, you know what? I'm going to be the next water god. I made this cool looking suit. I'm going to be the <laughs> And everybody's like, you're the next water god. You know, you know what I think happened? And and this isn't like no disrespect or anything, but this is this is my brain right now. What I think happened is a bunch of people licked one too many uh totals. Uh-huh. You think? The tar- well, if you do the you know the um it's it's called the Aegis. And it's the most prominent depiction of a mushroom in mainstream media. It's the red mushroom with the white dots on it. The Amanita muscaria. Uh, yeah, Pull that, that one. one right off the top of my head. It's very good for you. Another gold star. <laughs> in this one, okay. In this one, if you roast it and let the juices drip down into like a basin or something you can actually like it is a very powerful hallucinogen in this mushroom and um i think just a lot of people just got together and and ate the wrong mushroom you know and just decided you know what (laughs) we're gonna come up with our own gods starting with the real god (laughs) so my guess is ever just decided to jump up and be like hey chad I'm going to be the river god and just, you know, will bless <laughs> my left butt cheek. <laughs> I think all the people are tripping on mushrooms and this dude comes strolling in with a hand, like a homemade god suit and he forgot to stitch up his left butt cheek. And so he comes walking in going, I am the new god. Everybody bow before me. And everybody's like, uh, dude, your your butt's leaking. <laughs> your butt cheek is leaking. <laughs> your butt's leaking. Terrifying. Leaky butt cheek. That sounds like a medical problem. It doesn't sound like a god thing, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Just wait. Wait till we get to the kappa. Because the kappa is just as weird. But before we get to the, the kappa, kappa. Oh, no. No, let's work on the kappa here in a second. But go ahead. The Ipupiara, I think that's what it's called. That's how I'm going to pronounce it because I don't know how to pronounce it any other way. That one is a comes from South America. Now, are we getting the sense that this is a global thing and not just a regional thing? Because the these are found Every, all there's a little crazy over the place. Like we're talking South America, uh, North America, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Africa, uh, the well Siberia, I mean all over the world. Mm. So, but the Mongolia. What? I you know what. Hold on, before you go on to the poopy, the uh, a poo poo, okay. Before you go to poo poo, um, I had a thought about the Mongolian thing. Mongolia has done a lot of nasty. You know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of nasty has come out of Mongolia. A lot of awesome stuff has come out of Mongolia. But when you were talking about the Mongolian mermaids and or humanoids, aquatic people, those guys. Do you think that that's why they could they could conquer so much stuff because they had those guys that were just like you know what would be really funny? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would be really funny if uh, if we had these guys just be like, hey, if you leave us alone, go for the Siberians over here on the other side, and you can drag all the Siberians you want down into. Do you ever think about that? You know, honestly, I wouldn't doubt it if there was some kind of thing that went on between the underwater people and the above water people and they made out a deal like a long Mm -hmm. time ago. I I, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. 
Me neither. Um, Me ne- okay, so I'm sorry. I was sorry to interrupt you. Go on with the apupu. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Uh, the apupiara is from South America, and it is a sea monster that was covered in hair and had a very bushy mustache. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is a walrus. Now, obviously, South America is the wrong place for a walrus, but I digress. Right? I'm so glad a walrus came to your mind first, because you know what came to my mind first? What's that? The Lorax. That, I could totally see that, too. Bushy, like, mustache, and the first thing I thought of was, I am the Lorax, I speak for the trees, now bring me your knees. You know what I mean? Have you seen that meme? It's hilarious. This one is more... uh, I am the Pupiara, and I kill sailors and eat their fingers and toes and eyeballs and other things, unmentionables. The the Apupu goes for the Bobo, y'all. The the Apupiara, he likes the the juicy eyeballs and the fingers and the dainty bits. Now, during the 1500s, explorers claimed to have killed the Apupiara by thrusting a sword into its belly. They actually sold the corpse to a rich Danish physician named Thomas Bartholin. He examined the body and confirmed that the creature had the head and torso of a very hairy man, but the bottom extremities were like a fish. The corpse was put on display in his cabinet of curiosities. Modern-day theorists believe that the Apupiara may have been a man with a deformity called Cyrenomelia. I am sorry, Cyrenomelia. That's what it is. Where a person's legs are fused together to resemble a fishtail. While it is an uncommon... You know, I could see that birth defect. Parents would take, you know, these disabled children. Keep in mind, this is 1500s. So dark times. They would take their disabled children and leave them for dead. And it's possible that one of these children became feral. So then it's possible with these fused legs that Maybe it learned to swim, and maybe it made its home in the water. So, again, potentially a one-off. But the fact that this was examined and proved to be true. Now, where it is today, nobody really knows. It's it's not around anymore. Go figure. I would assume that, uh, uh, what is it called? The Smithsonian probably had a hand in that disappearing act. So now, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, because like all the other things, the Smithsonian is, yeah, well, no, yeah, no, the the Smithsonian likes to just swoop on in there and grab (laughs) all that stuff up, just be like, yeah, (laughs) swiggity, swoogity, I got the booty. just lets it go and I love it I I just imagine this like the Smithsonian with the like as those long skinny sneaky guys with the the uh, mask over their eyes the big pack over their bag or the bag over their shoulder like sneaking away with the the loot that's how I see the Smithsonian. <laughs> you don't see me. Yeah. That Sneak is the Smithsonian. Out. I love the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. I have, I've always wanted to go there. <clears throat> the Smithsonian. I actually- I've always wanted to go to the Smithsonian. I went yeah. there when I was nine years old. How wonderful and free. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. But, I mean, it's knowing all the deep, dark secrets they have, it makes it hard to enjoy. I will say that. 
Yes, that's true. But um, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> what's it like living out all of my dreams? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I'm so glad for you. Not really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really remember a ton about it. <laughs> I, I don't remember a ton about it. I was nine years old. So, and it was during a tour to, you know, dc and virginia and all this so it, it was this big whirlwind of a tour yeah, keep going keep going it's like sis let me just take all of your little dreams here and just like you know fashion them into a dagger and then stab you over and over again in the back and tell you how great it is you know where i haven't ever been wonderful hawaii so you got oh. me there well i do have you there uh-huh so now we're even. Now, we went. I'm sorry. I completely made us chase butterflies in the left field. I forgive me. Squirrel. Um, uh, squirrel. I have been having a lot of squirrel moments today. I think it's just because I'm tired and I just don't have the energy to keep myself in check right now. So y'all are all coming with me. <laughs> I'm dragging you all along on this wonderful ADHD journey. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay now, look okay so you brought up the kappas right yes i want you to these, these kappas do have something in common with that thing that you were talking about they are also covered in fur some of them are anyway you want to go ahead and talk about them oh huh i can't okay look all right look <laughs> go for it kappas kappas right meaning river child okay they're they're japanese folklore and there's also some that are finnish the naki or scandinavian germanic the knock or neck and the czech and scottish kelpie so they all have something in common and they all do, you know, they all have like, they're all like water creatures and stuff and all that stuff. But wait, 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 wait. here's where it gets fun. Okay, so some of them are covered in hair from, from head to toe. But then you've got some, <clears throat> and they all do the same thing. They scare children and lurking in waters and typical... stay away from kids. Yeah. You're going to be drowned. Right, right. But then they have some that are the size of it this one is this one i just for me it's cute okay it's just oh, cute. i think they're adorable looking it's they are adorable looking the kappas are typically de depicted now as roughly humanoid in form but and you know the size of a child but they're scaly reptilian skin ranges in color from green to yellow or blue and despite their reptilian features kappas are said to have ape-like faces and scraggly green hair. Now, this is what this is the part that really gives me. They have this little bowl thing, okay, yes. on the top of their head in, in their skull, and it's so cute. Okay, they have webbed hands and feet. That's you know because of their environment, but they have this little thing in their skull where they carry, <clears throat> excuse me, river water or pond water whatever body of water they came out of they carry it in that little bowl that is literally a part of their skull okay in their head bolt. so you've got a little no head bolt that's okay <laughs> when i say their head is a fishbowl i mean it it's a fishbowl it is adorable it's got all of its little him, you know green hair and stuff him, i want to see him carry a little goldfish in there too Right, <laughs> it's called a Sarah S A R A, and it's the source of their power. It said this cavity must be full whenever a kappa is away from their water. If it spills, the kappa will be unable to move. So, in order for you to escape a malicious or uh, aggravated kappa, the way that they would get them to be prone and to escape is they would bow to them. 
and then the kappa would bow and all of that water would come out of their skull bowl and they would be frozen. They wouldn't be able to move because all of their water is gone. Because kappas are very polite. Believe it or not. That's what they say. They're, they're so polite that they'll bow, they'll bow back to you after, if you bow to them. And of course, they spill their bowl and they disable themselves because they freeze in place if their bowl isn't full. So now I, I kind of personally think that that's a little bit mean to like completely disable them like that. That's just, you know, now. Yeah. Okay. okay. But here's why. Uh-huh. Yeah. You won't disable <laughs> Keep going. If you don't have a cucumber by, you know, if you don't have a cucumber handy because they absolutely love cucumbers. Okay. Weird odd but it's a thing they love cucumbers they will attack you and i'm gonna it's gonna be a little graphic here so i'm letting you know graphic content right here they get aggressive right and they will pull a person's intestines out through their booty through the booty and um in order to get the mythical organ called the Shirikodama. Shirikodama. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Which is said to contain the human soul. Now, um, fun fun fact about that. that. (laughs) Fun fact about the whole soul thing is that (laughs) the ancient Egyptians also believed the soul was located down in that region. In fact, they believed that the soul was located in the liver, not in the brain or the heart. Mm-hmm. So they did. That's two different <laughs> cultures attributing the soul to being down in the lower area of the body. Which I find very interesting. The lower region. And we're not talking about your toes or the soles of your feet or your kneecaps. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Okay. But if what do they survive, do? if you can't get them to bow, just throw the, throw a boomerang a cucumber at their face, you know? <laughs> Here. Now, here's what I want to know. What do they do with the souls? That's what I want to know. They eat them. But like, what From do they what get out of I've read, the, the kappas eat them. It's a, a, a way of living longer, maybe? Hmm. Maybe they're just tasty? I don't know what a soul tastes like. I've never, you know, yeah. gone for somebody's soul. I've never snacked on a soul. Well, I mean. <laughs> now. I do want to mention that there are some closer to home, too, because we mentioned that uh, North America also has these aquatic humanoids. And there, even in Lake Erie, there has been child-sized aquatic humanoids encountered there. Yeah. So, now, once oh, again, Lake Erie. story about the boy? Say again? Read the story about the kid, the kid who saw the the thing. There's a kid, Lake Erie, he saw the thing. With the thing. Yes. Uh, let me, okay. So he it's said, I knew I was only a kid out there at the time. So I was really confused about who it could have been. I watched it for maybe half a minute, then looked back at the beach to see who it might be. Uh, but everyone was still on the beach. When I turned around, it was gone thought maybe it was a log, but I spent the rest of the day watching because it scared me a lot, but nothing else surfaced. It's one of those childhood memories that was so profound that when I think about it, I feel like I'm back in that moment. If you can forward this to him. Oh, no, no, sorry. Um, Let's see. Um, Oh, yeah, here we go. I want to say mer people but is that really a thing uh now keep in mind this is a conversation that's uh, going on between the person who um 
had the encounter and the website phantomsandmonsters.com, which keep in mind, we will also link all of these links that we use in the Discord. So if anybody ever wants to read up and actually get the whole story, uh, we'll have those links in the Discord. So if you're not a member and you would like to join, um, we have the link right above our heads here in the in uh, stereo with the PCPS podcast solo link has all the goodies, all the uh, social Shame. medias. Shameless plug. We're plugging it. <laughs> it's not just all the social medias. It's also where you can find and listen to our other podcast, like on Spotify and Apple yes. Podcasts. And soon, Google and Amazon Music. And you can also find us on iHeartRadio. Now, <laughs> now, we would be remiss to talk about aquatic humanoids if we didn't talk about the Selkie. Now, Selkies. the Selkies uh, originate from the northern isles of Orkney and Shetland. Now, that's where these folktales come from. And they are said to wear uh, a seal skin. They shed their seal skin yeah. when they come on land and take human form. But if you happen to find their pictures. seal right. But if you happen to find their seal skin and hide it on them, you then have power over them. And there are tales mm -hmm. of men finding the female Selkie's seal skin, <clears throat> hiding it from them, and using that as leverage to force them to be their wives. And mm -hmm. some people have been said to have had children with these Selkie women. And the children sometimes are known to have webbed feet or webbed hands. And um, the wife won't ever stop looking for her skin. If she finds her skin, she's gone. She find if she finds the seal skin, Deuce. she's out of there. She she's headed back Good to the water. Exactly. We're gonna get it. <laughs> now, I find this be really interesting because. I mean, there's rumors of, like, there. That would mean that there are descendants out there, like mm -hmm. blood descendants out there that are part selkie. Yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, if you think about that, like, you would think that there would be some kind of uh, evidence in. DNA and blood. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if there if any of those variances in blood type have shown up over the years, you know, with these um oh what do you call them? Like a uh, family tree, family history, you know, those websites that you send in a little swab of your spit and they check your DNA and tell you where you're from. Yes. I'd be interested to know about if like they've found anything interesting so i don't know that's just my thing. i yeah now in turn we talked about the selkie women but the selkie men are also supposed to be a thing and they supposedly are like really handsome and have the power to uh seduce women so yes, they're kind of like a, a mer version of the incubus because mm -hmm. they have seductive powers over human women and uh, they typically seek those who are dissatisfied with their lives such as married women waiting for their fishermen husbands right <laughs> now according to one version the selkie could only assume human form once every seven years because they are bodies that house condemned souls. There is the notion that they are either humans who had committed sinful wrongdoing or are fallen angels. So interesting. 
Yeah. So that is also a theory out there, which, again, if you think about, like, the Nephilim, I mean, they are the descendants of fallen angels and humans. So clearly, right. anat anatomically speaking, it's possible. So it is. I can see it. I can in see it happening. Right. Now, in the Orkney lore, the Selkie is said to denote various seals of greater size than the gray seal. Only these large seals are credited with the ability to shapeshift into humans. And they're called the Selkie folk. Something similar is stated in the Shetland tradition uh, that the mermen and mermaids prefer to assume the shape of larger seals referred to as half fish. H-A-A-F, not H-A-L-F. So there's some interesting stuff about the Selkies. I love the Selkies. I love the Selkies because they're also considered to be not just like with the fallen angel lore, but they're also considered to be part of the Fey folk. Right. With the Kelpies. Kelpie Selkies. Right. Do you know what a, a Kelpie is? A Kelpie is like a horse version, right? Isn't that the the water horse? It's it's like it's not the water horse. Okay, now the water horse is something like Loch Ness. Okay, like like I, old Nessie. Yeah. That's what the water horse is is like. The Kelpie is basically a demonic horse that has the top half body of a horse and the lower half is like slimy um covered in kelp sea kelp or if it's in a pond or a lake it's whatever is at the bottom like um almost like a seaweed you know and uh and it's got a tail like a like a mermaid but it protects yeah it protects its body of water and it will literally like come up on land and like stomp you to death that reminds me of um, one of the things we talked about on a different podcast. I can't remember what it was called. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I, it was either the... Black um, Unicorn? It was either the Unicorn podcast or the... Um, oh my gosh, the, the wolf one, the Black... Um, the Black the Shuck? Black, black Shuck, thank you. On it. You're tonight. welcome. <laughs> I know. I love it when I get like this. My brain is like a scrambled egg right now, but it's like awesome. But it was one of those, and they were like arch nemesis. Like one was a land creature and one was a water creature, and like the two shall never meet kind of thing. Because if they do, they duke it out. But I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. So, I'll have to figure that out. We'll have to look back into our, our research and figure out which one of those it was. Yeah. but Because I, va I vaguely similar. remember that. Right? It, and it was a horse-like creature. Yeah. It was. Wait. Oh, wait. Was it the one with the guy that was fused? No, no, no. It wasn't that one. It wasn't no, that one. No, no, that one. guy. Okay. Although, speaking of that... Um, they, that also comes from the Orkney Isles. So it does, it does. They are, it's very, they come from the same folklore region, like the same regional folklore. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about that time to listen to it's our comments. It, it is their time to listen to the comments. So, what do we got? Speaking of mermaids, remember in Disenchantment with the Merkimer going to the mermaid island and it's just a bunch of walruses that are singing, like, really, really pretty? Yeah. That popped in my head, so I had to look up the clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. See, see, I can't even go after Jesse about Mountain Dew because he doesn't even drink Mountain Dew anymore. See, he is, he's growing, Okay. He, he's adulting. He's realizing <laughs> there's other beverages other than Mountain Dew, and yet here you are, still drinking yeah. Red Bull, Madam, yeah. Miss Lady. Oh, we don't have to talk about it, Miss Madam, Person, Lady, Ma'am. <laughs> Put the Red Bull down. I'm pretty sure it's not good for you. Put it down. 
Mm-hmm. I did already because I finished it. My cup is my cup is empty. My cup, cup is empty. I no finished long... it. Like cup is no, <laughs> it no longer runneth over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's sad. It actually makes me kind of sad because I still got some strawberries at the bottom. But yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> Moving on. What we don't have to talk about my unhealthy addiction. What the bloop is. Came from we do we've covered like the blue society or like a like a city or outpost or whatever of aquatic humanoids like mer people had like some base somewhere and the bloop came from there. See that That'd actually I mean that we want to talk about the ninjin because the ninjin is another yeah. aquatic humanoid that they say is either you know normal human sized ranging from that size. All the way up to like great blue whale size, like eighty to a hundred feet, mm. and those are terrifying because they're said to have yeah. the lower half basically like a whale, with the front of their body being like a humanoid, having eyes and a mouth but no other facial features, and very long hand, long arms with hands on the ends, so. That's terrifying. And there's actually been several pictures along with a conspiracy theory that um, a certain government, I won't say which one because I don't want to get in trouble, a certain government is taking those photos down anytime they can so that the ninjin cannot be seen for real because people have gotten pictures of them. Okay, that's kind of cool, and I want to see the pictures. I will link the pictures after the, the pictures. after the podcast. You know, I want to boop. I want to boop the bloop. I want to boop, boop the, bloop. the bloop. I do. <laughs> I do. I feel like the bloop is just like this really big aquatic sea creature that's just kind of doing his own thing, and he's just kind of like, I want to talk to people, but I'm really shy, so I'm just going to kind of send you these <laughs> random bloops. Either that or the bloop is really, in fact, the giant serpent that surrounds the earth. You know, could be. We're not going to bring up. Can we not bring up the dome of Ragnarok, please? <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on then. Lake Erie. We well, feel really good about this. Region, so. Lake Erie, well, that's like the most polluted lake in the region, so it's probably a mutant more than just like a merfolk. It's all the pollutants mutated something. <laughs> it's possible. I, I don't discount it. It's any- possible. I mean, me neither. Anything is possible. So through like DNA and descendants, everything. So that's what the other category in my 23andMe result was. Huh. <laughs> Congratulations. Dylan. <laughs> You're a merman. <laughs> Yay. Aren't the Kelpies like that you ride back into the... Oop, sorry. What was that? Go ahead. No, you can uh, add. I'll finish it after you said like, what you said. Aren't the like if you try to ride them, they ride back into the ocean and drown you? Or am I thinking of something else? Yes. They do that too. No, they will do that too. They do. But that they will also be... stomp you that seems to be a global thing. They all think it's funny to drag us to the bottom. <laughs> funny, funny. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to take your children. Well, <laughs> cry about it. Anyway, you okay, so you know that when you said, Dylan, congratulations, you're a merman, you know what it made me think of? What? Dylan dressed up as the uh, the guy the superhero, the elderly superhero from Spongebob. Ah. Have you seen Spongebob? Yeah. 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 I can't remember his name. I think it was Merman. Merman and something else. But he has a starfish I, on his I, nose. I have only... Oh, yes. Yes, he's the superhero. Yeah. He's like the Batman. There's the Batman and Robin, and he's like... Yeah, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's Dylan. That's Dylan if he was a mermaid. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan. Mermaid oh, man and barnacle boy. Evil. Yeah. Yes. Evil. 
<laughs> that's what he would say. He would be like trying to eat in his in his old folks' retirement home, and he would, I smell evil, and then they'd like shuffle off trying to defeat the evil. <laughs> his name is Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Look at my family yes. before you end the podcast. It's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking in my rocking chair, up, up, and away, yeah. and away. <laughs> shuffle, 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 evil, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, now that the comments are over, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight and coming and participating and giving your feedback. And we love your comments. And thank you so much. For participating we love your participation uh thank no you for listening to the paranatural cryptid preservation society's aquatic humanoids and uh don't forget to click the link if you're not a part of all of our fun stuff and we will be back next wednesday with another cryptid and maybe possibly if you're all good next friday we will do a creepy pasta or a no sleep reading for you. Um, <laughs> where we've already got two stories that we're looking at. <laughs> so yeah, and don't forget if you have a story that you want us to read, uh, just send it to us um, on the Discord, and we will read it over and try and make some space for it in our schedule oh we have one more hold on i know what this is let's listen wait 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 the, the 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 joke um uh here's a joke here's a joke here's a joke um our wedding was beautiful even the cake was in tears get it get it because it was in tears and it was crying <laughs> I-, I love dad jokes i love your dad jokes thank you so much for your dad joke <laughs> Thank you for the joke. I love it. I love you, Tina. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us. Don't forget to listen to us next Wednesday for a brand new cryptid. And possibly on Friday for a paranormal umbrella, we will read another wonderful creepypasta or no sleep if uh, if we can get the time, which I'm, I don't know, maybe we will. Or not, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. We'll give it a forget to look under the bed for the boogeyman grab your salt say your prayers and don't let the bed bugs bite good night everybody thank you good night everyone thanks for coming <laughs>